Section 29 of The American Book of the Dog. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The American Book of the Dog. G. O. Shields, Editor. Section 29 The Scottish Terrier by John H. Naylor. In no other breed of terriers have so many different types been shown as in the one commonly called the Scotch Terrier. Everything in the shape of a terrier is called Scotch by persons not versed in the proper types. Until about ten years ago, the strain now recognized as the Scottish Terrier was scarcely known except by persons directly in contact with them, the breed being in the hands of gamekeepers and tod hunters fox hunters who lived in remote parts of the scottish highlands which were rarely visited by the outside public and where bench shows were unknown these terriers were hunted in packs and used by their owners in destroying foxes otters badgers and other vermin which infested the cairns or rocks of that part of scotland the hunters were paid for all vermin destroyed and as the livelihood of these men mainly depended on the amount of vermin destroyed great care was taken in mating to dogs which were noted for their hunting qualities and gameness written pedigrees were unknown at this time yet great care was taken to mate for working qualities the owners were in many instances opposed to going outside their own pack for new blood for fear of introducing some inferior qualities in their packs special strains of these dogs have been kept in some families for almost a hundred years without a cross several years ago the correct scot was very scarce even in their native districts i myself having had great difficulty at one time in finding suitable dogs to import for use as breeders in my own kennels mine were at that time the only specimens of pure scottish terriers in america and being desirous of keeping up my strains i had to traverse the entire highlands in my search for good specimens these grand old scottish or highland cairn terriers are now shown in great numbers at all the principal shows in scotland and england and many fine specimens may often be seen at our american bench shows but to the general public who do not frequent shows they are almost as yet unknown as above stated written pedigrees were not kept by the tod hunters and even at the present a pedigree of one of our most celebrated dogs does not run far on paper until it finishes with such and such a dog from such and such a pack well known as workmen in their native country these terriers are also named diehards a name reported to have been given them by george first earl of dumbarton who owned a famous pack of them celebrated for their gameness it is said that he afterward named his favorite regiment the first royal scots dumbarton's diehards in compliment to his favorite terriers and the regiment was afterward better known by that name than by any other a terrier resembling the scottish or diehard has been spoken of by some writers and introduced in some works on the dog as the aberdeen terrier but it is easy for any one acquainted with the proper scot to see at a glance the difference between it 
and the true scott the aberdeen is of very uncertain breeding and the long feather or fringe on his ear and the soft hair on his legs will always distinguish him from the correct scottish terrier whose ears are covered with a short velvety coat free from fringe at the top or sides and whose legs are covered with hard short hair the carriage of ear in the scottish terrier is of two kinds the semi-erect and the erect ear either of which is correct but a drop ear is not correct in any case the semi-erect ear is now seldom met with but is considered by many competent judges of the breed as the old style my old semi-erect eared dog glenlion is the only one with this style of ear i have he is now gray with years being over ten years old he was born on the night of the great tay bridge disaster in scotland sired by fosum out of wasp fosum of the king gussie pack wasp by botok out of fanny botok from lady mengice's kennels and fanny of the old chestile glen lion stock once so famous in the scottish highlands and which are now extinct glen lion is said to be the very image of fosun who had also semi-erect ears while wasp botok and fanny all had erect ears my windstone half-brother of glen lion had erect ears he has been dead several years i had him preserved and keep him as a specimen of the correct stock many others of my terriers are well known to frequenters of american bench shows having carried off almost all the prizes for many years with tam glen bonnie bell heather windstone lowry dunbar fanny fern glen lyon and others and last but not least that old favorite rosie who is now over twenty first prizes to her credit the scottish terriers i find make good companions for either ladies or gentlemen are good watchdogs under good control and are easily broken to cleanliness in the house they are good on all kinds of game are easily broken to ferret or gun and some of them have proved the best of retrievers either on fur or feather they take to water readily and retrieve a duck with any other dog the following description and value of points for judging is generally recognized on both sides of the water skull value five muzzle five eyes five ears ten neck five chest five body ten legs and feet ten tail two and a half coat twenty size ten color two and a half general appearance ten total one hundred skull value five proportionately long slightly domed rather wide at the back and tapering gradually to the eyes the hair on skull should be hard and short about three-fourths of an inch long or less without any signs of silkiness or top-knot there should be a slight stop or drop between the eyes muzzle value five long and powerful gradually tapering from eyes to nose which should always be black of good size and well spread the jaws level and the teeth fitting correctly an overshot or undershot mouth should disqualify the nose projects somewhat over the mouth giving the impression of the upper jaw being slightly longer than the under jaw eyes value five wide apart medium size dark brown or hazel in color well sunk in head 
piercing very bright and intelligent looking from under heavy eyebrows ears value ten small erect or semi-erect either are correct but never dropping they should be sharp pointed and the hair should be short resembling fur should be free from fringe at top and sides and should not be cropped neck value five short thick and muscular strongly set on sloping shoulders chest value five deep broad in comparison to size of dog but must not be out of proportion body value ten of moderate length ribs flat but well ribbed up loin broad and strong with no tendency to weakness in hind quarters legs and feet value ten both fore and hind legs should be short and heavy in bone the forelegs being straight or slightly bent well set under body out at elbows being a serious blemish the hock should be well bent thighs muscular and the feet strong small round and well padded the fore feet being larger than the hind feet and well set down on the ground both feet and legs should be covered with short hard hair any tendency to silkiness or feather on legs is a serious fault tail value two and a half about seven inches in length covered with hard hair and free from feather carried with a slight bend and often gaily coat value twenty should be rather short about two or three inches hard and wiry in texture with dense undercoat the outer coat should be free from any curl or waviness and very dense an open coat being a serious blemish size value ten about fourteen to eighteen pounds for dogs twelve to seventeen pounds for bitches color value two and a half steel or iron gray brindle black red wheat and yellow or mustard color mustard black and red not as popular all white specimens have occurred and are greatly prized but white markings such as four feet and chest are objectionable and if in large quantities should disqualify general appearance value ten the face should have a sharp bright and active expression head carried well up the dog owing to shortness of coat appears to be higher on the legs than he really is viewed from all points he should show a nice compact little terrier possessed of great strength and muscle without any weak points or light bones and without any waste or want of material in fact a scottish terrier though essentially a terrier cannot be put too powerfully together and should have that happy-go-lucky vermin look about him that gives the impression he is ready for anything that comes along he should be from nine to twelve inches in height and should have the appearance of being slightly higher on the hind legs than on the forelegs faults muzzle either undershot or overshot eyes large or light-colored ears large round at the point or drop too heavy a coat is a fault coat any silkiness wave or tendency to curl is a serious blemish as is also an open coat specimens over eighteen pounds should not be encouraged end of section twenty nine